This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the Men's Room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The Podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. Unfortunately, what you're about to hear is real. The members of this radio program are simply not that bright. Or what some people would call educated. They are merely stupid. They're not trying to offend anyone on purpose. And all have played doctors on TV. You have been warned and are cordially invited to join the party. This is the men's room. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Get, 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 get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off the kicks, Bill. The trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. You know what they say, shake your radio more than three times, and you're playing with it. You're listening to the men's room. And away we go. Welcome to season 18, episode number 3,900. And 95. Along with Steve the Throw Hill. The Chad Smith. Woo! And my car. Montgomery. Thank you. Howard of Well, Chad, today the lovely Taryn Daly joins us once again. We will sit and spin. And once again today, we get very spooky. Spooky. With 10 rock stars who were actually in horror movies. All right. We will play Profile This. Plus headlines, men's room shot of the day, fun listener emails, and everyone's favorite, TV time with 10. Click clap. Bring it drunk. All right, here we go. A U-Haul filled with weed crashes into a police and fire station gate. Meanwhile, a Key West man dressed as a banana arrested after peeling out his whole eight. Florida woman upset with job uh, retaliates by setting her own car on fire. A Florida man who is on uh, constant booty patrol. That's a job you would desire. An Idaho man gets stoned and drives his car through a donut shop. That is all coming on today's very special episode of The Men's Room. And now, here's the question. Hola, bitches. Good day to you and yours. All right, today is Halloween, so most of us are prepared to see some strange stuff. Unless you work in downtown Seattle, in which case every day is like Halloween. Uh, the folks on 3rd Avenue, they take care of one of Halloween's most prominent motifs, zombies. But Halloween is also a big time for spiders, bats, 
corpses, and we have stories about each of these without having anything to do with Halloween. Now, we told you yesterday about a tourist in California who caused a traffic accident after slamming on their brakes to avoid running over a tarantula. Not a dog, not a fox, a tarantula. And then there's bats. Eight women are currently suing Airbnb after they were attacked by a colony of bats during their stay at their retail uh, rental property. Apparently, the bats live in the attic. But each night, they'd, well, they'd act like bats and swarm the inside of the house, basically attacking the women. One of them was actually bitten. Now, that's bad. But not as bad as some new homeowners in Alabama. They had it even worse. They'd owned their new home for less than one month when they discovered a dead body in a freezer in the backyard. Now, needless to say, they were a little freaked out. So we've covered, let's see, spiders and bats and bodies. But Halloween is always, isn't always about being spooky. Sometimes it's about being stupid. Case in point, Miles, you just brought this up. We go to Florida where a man dressed like a banana for a Halloween uh, party. Well, he peed on the sidewalk and then ran through the streets with several police officers in pursuit. This went on for quite some time, apparently. He's a slippery little banana, but eventually, the banana man, he was leg-swept and finally taken into custody. But I'm just thinking, if you're at one of the bars, that had to be a pretty awesome sight to see. And that's what brings us to today's question. Maybe it's a man being chased by police who's dressed like a banana. Maybe it's a colony of bats that you did not know live in the house you're in. Maybe it's the dead body you found in the freezer or the tarantula in the middle of the road. Today, we want to know, what did you witness that is still burned in your brain? To be about uh, the big show called 206-803-ROCK. Like the Men's Room on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Men's Room Live, and send your emails to the Men's Room at KISW.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The debauchery rolls on. You're listening to The Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. 99.9 KISW. How much else away we go? Welcome to Season 18, Episode number 3,995. What a large and in charge program we have for you today. Happy Halloween. A guaranteed future repeat. That is a fact. Lovely Taryn Daly will uh, join us once again. We're going to sit and spin. Today we get somewhat spooky. Believe it or not, every once in a while, uh, a musician will try to be an actor. An actor will try to be a musician. In this case, we have rock stars that tried to see what they could do in the world of acting and horror movies specifically. So today on Sit and Spin, 10 rock stars who are actually in horror movies. One thing you know about horror movies, not always critically acclaimed. No. Uh, typically, they're bit parts, and uh, they get murdered off pretty quickly or whatever the deal is. That's why it's fun to do. 
Yeah. Show up, say two lines, you're going to die. Like, in. There's blood, you get to go in a nasty way. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool. So, uh, ten rock stars who are in horror movies. Coming up with the lovely Taryn Daly's We'll Sit and Spin. And as we do every Monday through Friday, lucky you, more Men's Room exclusively on the Odyssey app with the Men's Room Happy Hour. Join us for episode number 489. That would be the Halloween edition Ooh. coming up. If you don't have the uh, Odyssey app downloaded now, it's absolutely free. Uh, just search for the Men's Room. You're going to find all things on one page, including the Men's Room Happy Hour channel, where we'll go live at 6. Otherwise, that just plays our show 24 hours a day. So we've been told... You've got uh, all the podcasts on there. Of course, the Best of Weekly podcast is on there. Uh, the podcast, the Megacast, Greatest Story Never Told podcast. We have a music station that we were allowed to make with some of our favorite tunes. All that and more on the Odyssey app. And again, it is all absolutely free. So we will uh, see you coming up here at 6 o'clock for the Men's Room Happy Hour. As I swallow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm. Yeah, Just give me swallow. a second here. Yeah, big old swallow. You got it. Our question today, what did you witness that is still burned in your brain? We'll start with this one. According to Airbnb's listing, the Castle House in Alpena, Michigan, is an incredible historical home that's bursting with charm. According to a group of eight women who rented the abode earlier this year, the place is actually like a horror movie, complete with bats. That is per a new lawsuit that was filed yesterday against both Airbnb and the home's owners, in which the plaintiffs say they have suffered a sleepless, scream-filled night of terror, <laughs> according to the Detroit Free Press. The woman rented the Victorian-style residence at the end of the July for their 50th high school reunion. They say that the first couple of days into their stay at the Castle House kind of uneventful. A few nights in, however, that's when all hell broke loose. Claiming that as uh, two of the women were attempting to go to sleep in a room inside the uh, the place, they spotted a dark shape flying around the bedroom. Good evening. The women say they ran out and shut the door behind them, sealing the crack under the door with blankets so the lone bat could not escape. They were consumed then with more bats in the hall, <laughs> then in the stairwell. <laughs> so they retreated back to their bedrooms, trying to block the door cracks with towels, pillows, and other materials. But guess what? The bats found their way in through the gaps in the baseboards and the walls. The woman then cowered underneath her covers until dawn, when the screeching bats finally headed back to the attic. At least one of the women says she was bitten. An exterminator found a large colony of Michigan brown bats in the attic. Oh, the Michigan oh, brown bats. Michigan ones, oh, huh? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. With bat urine and inches upon inches of bat guano. Coating the floor and walls. Is that the only animal where we call it anything other than poop? Pretty much. Like, I know they'll say a bear and they'll say they're scat. a scat. All right. But at the moment that the bear is doing their business, you still say he's taking an ass, right? Does, Does a bear, a bear has has an, And then, like, after the fact, we don't say we found bear poop. We say we found bear scat. But I feel like mm -hmm. with bats, it's always guano. Yeah, it is. Come on, man. They poop. It's badass. Uh, the women were advised to get rabies vaccinations. They say that Airbnb negligently allowed the bat-infested home to be advertised on the platform. Well, they said the homeowners had a responsibility to ensure that the home was safe when they rented it. Uh, the Michigan brown bats, by the way, the most common bat species found yeah, in the northern yeah, part yeah. of the state's lower peninsula. And that after coming out of hibernation, the creatures they set up shop in homes and other man-made structures like barns underneath bridges. Uh, this is every renter's worst nightmare. According to the attorney, who said what was supposed to be a fun vacation turned to a house of horror for my clients. No one expects to be attacked 
by a horde of bats while they are sleeping. Well, generally not. But yeah, the flip fair. side of this, and I, look, I get the frustration, but if I'm Airbnb, my perspective is Airbnb seems like a risky proposition anyway. Like, I know they do great business. It's not that. But inevitably, I'm saying, okay. Think about social media, right? You read things on social mm-hmm. media. You read people's comments, and you go, I've lost faith in humanity. But Airbnb bases their entire business model on having faith in humanity because in the end, right, I'm not going to inspect every freaking house. You know they don't. Nobody could, right? So you've told me I got a house for rent. This is the location. I can do a quick Zillow thing. It's sure. like, a good neighborhood. It's valued at a, at a decent price. what it looked like at the time you bought it. I don't know if you have bats. You're not going to tell me if there's bats in your house. You're just trying to get paid, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. And I guess you have to go to Airbnb. But if I'm Airbnb, like, bro, you get the business model. You know I mean? It's almost like yeah. Uber. Like, yeah. I mean, they subcontracted to us. But look, man, I don't know if they're having a bat. I don't know if this guy speeds. I don't know if this guy smokes. I don't know anything about him. We just hire these people blindly. But we put cameras up in the home so we can monitor you while you're there. Right. There's that stuff. So, that would be like a horror film. You wake up, there's a bat in your room, and then you go in the hallway, and there's bats all through the hallway. That's different. You and I shared stories of having a bat yeah. in a room, and it kind of sucks, but I, I can't imagine, like, mm-hmm. this entire colony is now out and about in this house. That Why is, wouldn't uh, you just leave the house? That is and, pretty burned into your brain. Yeah. And they're from Michigan. I believe because of Michigan where Michigan brown bat. You, you you need to understand, they're in the middle of nowhere. So this place, that... It's, it's, it, 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 once you start going north uh, in Michigan, you slowly get to no man's land. And then if you're up there in the northern peninsula, that's uh, that's even that's even more desolate. So I've never been up to the UP, but I mean, driving from Maryland through Ohio through Michigan to go to Ann Arbor, like miles is right. There, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of, of nothing. Lot of there's a lot, yeah, a whole lot, lot of nothing. nothing. Just you and bats. Now this would be burned in your brain, but just in the strangest of ways. Not necessarily the craziest thing, but uh, we head uh, over to Germany, where an American dad channeled his inner Clark Griswold. As he was driving the family around Munich while on vacation. We were in Munich. All right. Mm -hmm. It's a lovely, lovely city. Very old, very uh, uh, just uh, incredible architecture-wise and everything else. Well, now a viral TikTok video shows the family's car in the German city's iconic Marienplatz Square, which is, by the way, pedestrian only. Uh Uh-oh. In the video, you can hear, look at everyone staring. Says a voice in the car as video pans to people on the sidewalk square doing exactly that. Oh, it's okay, responds the unidentified dad. We know he's the father because the voice says, Dad, careful, 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 as the car is navigating among pedestrians on the sidewalk. (laughs) You said drive through that tunnel right there, the dad said at one point after they'd realized their mistake. They summarize... He isn't talking to another person in the car. Uh, no one owns up, uh, owns up to the statement, but rather maybe the GPS system. Yeah. I thought it was weird to have a flower pot in the middle of the road, says another <laughs> voice in the video. Yeah. Which has been viewed more than two million times since being posted by Mallory Johnson. She says the car made it out safely without anyone getting hurt. But as far as uh, saying something that you never thought you would see that day. Well, we saw that ourselves. I mean, and look, this guy, it's pedestrian only. Yeah, there's flower pots. The woman the Miles and I saw years ago, just we're outside smoking, and where our offices were, we were below street level. So you had to go down probably, what, eight steps yes. to get up to the sidewalk. And this woman, and came out, it's not even at an intersection. This woman basically made a right turn on the road. Mm-hmm. Drove over a sidewalk, drove down the stairs into the smoking area, then rolls down a window and asks us, hey, 
is this a street? And my thought was, well, the stairs and sidewalk should have told you no. But since you asked, like, no, it's not. And how do I get my car out? Like, no idea. I've never done that before. I mean, and that's it. Like, she would have to make what? Probably a 40-point turn to be able to turn the thing around because it dead ends on the other side. To but, then drive up the stairs, back across the sidewalk, and back onto the street. How'd she but get I, it out? I don't know because our smoke break was over. And we're like, hey, man, you're on your own. When we went back down, the car was gone. So I don't know if she got it out. She called AAA. I have no idea, but it was the dumbest thing I'd seen. Like, you drove down yeah. the stairs. We, we, we talked to about ask it for days. If this is the street. We told everybody in the building, anyone that we could tell. We yeah, told really. Gotta be kidding. Yeah, I look, see what I've, happened outside. I've been in a car. Now, granted, we were in College Park in Maryland, so we're by a giant university. But I've been in a car where somebody drove onto a sidewalk. And we're, like, cutting through campus, and it's like, this isn't right. And then, right, like, a jogger came by and stopped and was like, you're on a sidewalk in the middle of the universe. So he's following the sidewalk like it's the road. Right. The person driving, it's just like, I wouldn't go here. And we were, like, 16, 17. Okay. So we're kind of freaked out, right? And I just remember that jogger being like, you guys, you guys are way off. Like, okay. Just, <laughs> way just back way up and get out of here. Well, I saw a car on the Burt Gilman Trail in Fremont by the Google building right before you're underneath the Fremont yeah. Bridge. So the trail is about as wide as a car, as a vehicle. Now, I'm coming the other direction. I'm walking the other way, coming back from the bar, walking along the trail on the water. It's a beautiful night, and I see headlights coming at me. So the first thing I think of is, okay, service vehicle. Sure, sure, sure. It's probably a truck. You know, they're they're probably doing some type of maintenance, or I don't know what the hell they're doing, but it's definitely, they know where they are, and they're going to... So I am not worried about this. Because I was thinking, maybe they're going underneath the bridge, but there's another road that'll take you there through the through the Google Because complex. your brain made the mistake of making sense of what you're saying. Yeah, and the thing that makes sense saying. is, obviously they work for Google, or they do, but like you right. said, maintenance. Yeah. And well, they're going to pull off no, any that, But there was like a dome light on on the inside of the car. All right. So the light was on on the inside, and it's it's twilight at this point. So I can kind of see in the car, and I see a dude and, and, a, and a passenger in there. They get closer, and man, it drove by. It, it was just a Subaru Forester. Now it looked like a truck when I was looking at it. Right, right. By the time I got up there, and I'm like, and it just, and they were, they weren't going like any more than ten miles an hour. They were crawling along, but there are still. They look lost or concerned or nervous when you drove by, or did they just the look like up, this is? Hey, the windows up. I kind of walked by to look in. I'm like, that is not a service vehicle. I didn't. I mean, you figure they have to know they've messed up a little bit if they're going that slow. Yeah. Because even lost. on a regular, let's say it's a side street. If the if the speed limit's twenty five miles an hour, you might not be positive you're on the right road, but you're sure. not going that slow. Right, right, yep. right, right. Okay, that blew my mind. Like man, you're just it. It looks like a road, I guess, depending on where you're from. The, the trail is wide. Yes, it's not a road. It's 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 clearly a trail. There are bicy- see, it looks like a trail. I wasn't the only one on the trail. It wasn't just me. I mean, there are bicyclists on the trail. There are people jogging. There are people taking their walks. Everybody just kind of got out of the way. I think everyone had the same impression. The thought of the service vehicle oh, moved service and said, "Oh, that's an idiot." Gets up there like, "Oh, it's somebody." And 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 somebody said, "Hey, you're on the trail." And they just kept on driving because the windows rolled up. And I was like, you know what? Man, you I, can't help them. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go bang on their car or anything like that. No. That's your job. Let them do their thing. You know, I do think that one of the uh, things that still burned in my brain, I've told this story a couple times, but uh, being in Seattle and the time that the dog got on the bus, because that still to me is one of the right, most right. surreal things that's, that's Well, happened. made international news, so it you're did, not alone in that. But it, but it was just, it just burned into my brain. And, and I got on the, uh, the D-Express out of Ballard, and yeah. I'm coming into work. <laughs> the D-Express, the D-Express baby. baby. You don't have long with your yeah. horny. The D-Express. Kind of where uh, Sean... Bring Kip, the bell. Sean Kipp's uh, weed uh, shop is. Yeah. 
down near the uh, down near the new wing spot they've got. They got a got a wing place across the street now. All right, your favorite takeout place. Can't remember the name of Wingstop. Oh, all right, nice. Which is a great location to be right across from Sean Kemp's weed store. Yeah, makes no a kidding. lot of sense. So there's a stop there, and the bus is packed that day, that morning, and there was a seat beside me. That was the only seat that was on the bus. It was empty. Yeah. So a dog gets on the bus, and it starts walking to the back of the bus. I'm sitting in the back of the bus. The dog jumps up and sits in this seat. He's looking around for a seat. He jumps up, and he's, he sits in the seat. I'm like, all right, well, not a big deal. The owner's on here somewhere. It was, it was, the bus obviously full enough, bless you, Mike. At this point in time, there are people standing up uh, in the aisle. Yeah. Uh, so I just figured one of the owners is, you know. Yeah, on the bus. On the bus with the dog. So the dog keeps looking out the window. And I'm, I'm talking to the dog because it's me. I'm like, <laughs> hey, now, what are you doing? You know, he's, he's, he's intently looking out the window. And then we get into Belltown and we curve around and... We get to the stop that's in front of the, the dog park in Belltown. The dog jumps down and goes out the back door and then goes to the gate of the dog park where another dog owner lets the dog in. It was a double-gated uh, yeah, situation. Yeah. There's like a little in-between area in between the two gates. Yeah. Dog goes in. Dog starts playing around. The dog, the dog, keep in mind, no one, the, the bus driver knew because no one else got off at that stop. It, when you're coming in right. from you know from Ballard or any of those areas, Queen Anne or whatever, that's not where you get out. I mean, that's that's not the right. That's not the downtown. you're a dog or a crackhead. This used to be an old kind of a bad uh, section of town. So no one else got off the bus but the dog, and they only opened up the back door. So I'm waiting for the other person to come and go with his dog. There's no one else, and I'm like, I'll be damned. That dog just just rode to the dog park, and I, I will never forget. I took a picture with the dog. You know, I'm like, hey, man. Right. This dog. But I did that before I knew that the dog was getting off. I'm just like, hey, man, check out the dude riding beside me on the bus. Didn't think twice about the fact that the dog did it by himself. <laughs> Going to the dog park. I can still see that dog looking at me in the face. I'm looking at him. I'm like, you want to take a picture, man? So he like he looks into the camera, take a picture of the dog. But I hate getting my picture taken. Then he, that dog does everything alone. I ran into that dog outside of Ozzy's one night. Really? Yeah. And I was like. Was he smoking a cigarette? I mean, he was just kind of walking home, and I was in my uh, another friend of ours that's like his local where he likes to hang out. And I was like, Is that the dog, Eclipse? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> like the owner lives somewhere around here. Like the dog just kind of just does its right, thing. Right. So, so I, I come in and I'm like, You guys aren't going to believe this. And of course, being me, why would you? So I tell like five or six people the story, like, you know, I swear to God, a dog got on the bus. Like, yeah. I am not making this up. So we get on the air that day and I tell the story. And uh, one of uh, buddies I know who uh, you guys don't know, but uh, you frequent the same haunts, a guy named Dan who works over at Como News. I know the haunts he, are speaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, was listening, he was listening to the show, and I believe when they got in their production meeting the next day, they're talking about the story that I told. And so one of the reports, and, and from what I, I've heard, as far as the telling of the story from uh, Lindsay Cohen, the, the, uh, the, the, the woman who, who did the story, she basically was trying to fight to see if they could do the story, but the producer who was in charge of the news is like, this is a long shot, guys. Like, <laughs> I mean, good luck, whatever. So she calls me and asks me, where, where was the stop that you picked up the dog? Right. What time was it that the, that the bus went by there? So I gave her, an, a, a, that was not my normal bus. I gave her an approximate location, an approximate area. Like, it's not, you know, down near brothers and sisters, Right. It's a little bit farther up toward town. You know, it might be like near the uh, Science Center. Somewhere in that area is where that dog got on, right? 
So they go, and they wait. They are not there for 15 minutes. The dog gets on the bus. It's getting on, what, to leave the dog park? Dog is going to the... the He's going to the park. They did not even have to fish that long. This dog got on the bus. So she does the story, and that... uh, Did she get on the bus with the dog, or did they follow behind? I I believe they got on the bus with the dog. (laughs) Yes, they got on the bus with the dog. (laughs) Come on, news. Nothing exciting, just investigating a story. And then they went, uh, and then they went to the park, or... I know they interviewed the dog's owner, and the dog's owner said, yeah... I, I stand outside and smoke a cigarette. Sometimes if the bus just comes, there's going to be another one in two minutes. The dog is patient. I don't really care. So the I dog just, just leaves. Finish my cigarette, hang out with my friends. I meet the dog there. Was was essentially what he was saying. So from that point in time, the story took off nationally, the story that, uh, that, that Lindsay did. And, of course, uh, Seattle Metro finds out about it. Now this dog has got a, uh, he's got his own Orca, orca card. Yes. Orca card. Yeah. Did you get a free Orca card? I did not get a free Orca card, no. <laughs> but he gets all the hookups. You're you DJ know. Mike Montgomery. Mike Montgomery, if I'm not mistaken. That's right, yeah. Mike, yeah. And then the story went uh, The story went national. And then it went around the world. And I was getting all these bizarre phone calls. Not bizarre phone calls, but like one of them just was like, it was Fox News. But Fox News, I didn't realize this at the time. I'm not sure where they broadcast their morning show now. But this was the morning show that they were doing in New York. All right. I think they're still, Yeah. And the idea, I think they are still in New York. And the yeah. idea was this. I said, hey, man, can you come on tomorrow morning at, uh, at 6.30? You know, we can, we can beam you out of uh, Q13, the Fox affiliate yeah. in Seattle. So just go down to Westlake. You know, you, you show up, and we'll do a live hit, and you can tell the story about the dog that rode the bus. And I said, you mean 6.30 your time? And they're like, yeah, but we can have somebody there. I'm like, that's 3.30 my time. They're like, yeah, we do hits all the time at 3.30 on the West Coast. You just got to get up. You gotta be. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Hell no. I am not. I am not getting up at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning so that I can tell you a story. That you've already covered. About a dog. What, am I, what else am I going to tell you? <laughs> right. About a dog that rides a bus. I mean, you really want me to get up at 3 o'clock? And you're like, well, would you? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> like, will you be on national news? Like, I don't care. Right. I don't care. What, uh, what did you witness that is still burned into your brain? 206-803-ROCK. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. 99.9 KISW. The shenanigans continue. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Here's one you'll see every day. A large alligator was spotted swimming at the popular Hillsborough Beach in South Florida, just uh, north of Boca Raton. It was in the ocean. Uh, they say this is very uncommon and one that caused alarm among the beachgoers and led to an alligator wrangler being called mm-hmm. to remove it from the beach and out of the water. Here comes wrangler. He's so, one tough customer. What they believe is the alligator was in a canal, which led out to the water. All right. Likely, for a number of reasons, it was unable to get out of the canal because of the concrete walls. Sure. And swam into the intercoastal waterway, which led to an inlet in Hillsboro. Once there, likely spotted the beach and headed back for shore to get back into fresh water. But it could have gone down so many different ways. But the most likely thing is it just could not get back through. Sure. Either way, they say uh, it is exceedingly rare 
to see alligators swimming in salt water in Florida. They are capable of it, but they can only spend maybe a day or two. But they are, in fact, a freshwater creature, mm-hmm. and they need to get back into the freshwater. Because even if they're in brackish water, it's not the uh, best thing for an alligator. But yes, sure. you're on the beach, you set up a blanket, you bring your cooler, you got your umbrella up, you're ready to go and hit the waves. You maybe expect, hey, could be sharks in here. No, Definitely know that. Just didn't expect to see an eight-foot alligator uh, swimming back. You don't expect it, but it is Florida. It is. I mean, I know the salt water. I would not personally be shocked. I would not be comfortable, but I would not be shocked. Well, those pythons can swim. I know. I would not be shocked. The boas, the anacondas, all those are capable of the same thing. What did you witness that is still burned into your brain? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Daniel. Welcome to the Mentor Room. Hello, Daniel. Hola. Hey, really quick, can I give a shout-out to my coworkers? Sure. Hopefully say something terrible. Yeah, tell them that you work with them. <laughs> well, they do have to deal with me. Uh, anywho, Gunner, Talon, and John, thank you so much for putting up with me. I appreciate you guys. I get the feeling <laughs> that, yeah, you might have. Mm-hmm. Gunner and Talon and John, they sound like characters in an adventure movie. What, are you in a mail review? What was that? I said, do you work in a mail review? Or are you a Navy fighter pilot? I mean, my God. Gunner. No, I am a truck driver by trade. Okay. Right. Okay. So what did you witness that still burned into your brain? So I witnessed the Las Vegas skyline at night. It was uh, my first run out with the guy who was taking me to uh, my trainer when I first started out being a truck driver. It was pitch black at night. I was kind of in the back just kind of reading a book. He called me up to the uh, passenger seat and said, you want to take a look at this? It was about three minutes before I started seeing, like, uh, you know, the, the strobe lights and everything. And then we finally crest the hill. And, oh, man, it, it was absolutely beautiful. I had always wanted to be to Vegas. I've still never been to the Strip. But just being that close was, it was amazing. I can still see it today. I mean, there's a reason it's designed like that, right? So they, they get international tours 365 days a year. And everyone that sees Vegas the first time, it's, it's kind of like the first time you go to New York City. I would say it's exactly what you think it is, but a lot more than you think it is mm-hmm. all at the yeah. same time. It's hard to fathom it until you see it in person. That, that's a good way of putting it. Although, I will say this, and I've been to Vegas a bunch, and uh, you're right, Skyline's very cool. It's very <laughs> unique as far as the world goes. I want to fly over the orb now. Mike, I know you got the chance to see the orb, at least from the, the outside. Sphere. The sphere. The sphere. Sorry. Is it the sphere the orb? Sphere. It's Whatever. The sphere, yeah. The sphere. All right. Dude, it's uh, badass. Like, I, I want to see, but I want to see the eyeball, because like a lot of the pilots are saying for commercial flights, that when Vegas wants to kind of F with them, they turn it into a giant eyeball, but the eyeball will follow the plane as they're you know, making their mm-hmm. final descent. Yep. So it's just kind of, it's unnerving, but cool. I didn't get a chance to see the eyeball. There was kind of a weird psychedelic-ish eyeball, but it wasn't like the, the natural giant right. white <laughs> with the iris and everything out there. Did get to see a promo for a Sunday ticket on YouTube TV, and that was probably one of the coolest things that I saw on there. They had a big old football helmet and, and split down the middle and it had a team on either side. And, and I literally, I was taking a picture <laughs> of this thing for you, Steve, because I know that you were just as nerding out about this thing as I was. So I'm about to take a picture and boom, this helmet comes up of the Ravens is the first one oh, that showed me. up there. I saw that picture. I'm like, like, this is great. Badass. But, uh, but one of my favorites that I've also seen is they've got a little, they've turned it into an emoji. 
So it just right. it turns completely <laughs> yellow, and it's got a little face on it, and it looks all around a place. And one of my the the favorite videos that I've seen of it, there's a there's a, a monorail that runs right alongside of it. Yeah. And at one point, the emoji just kind of looks down at the monorail and watches it as it goes by. I think it just lined up by chance. I don't think it actually was designed to do that, but it was really really cool. And if you're on that monorail while that's happening, that's gonna trip you out. Yeah, yeah, that's something I definitely want. And you'll I, see I, it I know, coming up, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll see it in a couple of weeks. I'm down there for that race. I know oh, yeah. that uh, Daniel's not in line anymore, but if you go, if, if you ever decide to go to Vegas, what what uh, the best advice I can give you? Whatever number of days you want to go, say you want to go for four days, right? No, you go for three. Yes, if you want to go for three, go for two. So whatever it is, I agree, man. It was uh, our buddy go Ricker. one less day. A couple years ago, remember Ricker went down there with yep. his girlfriend's like going to Vegas, bro. So you're like, right? I mean, how long are you staying? Because I always assume the answer is two days, mm-hmm. weekend, maybe three, four at most, right? And he's like, oh, we're staying there for a week. And I said, Ricker, I said, bro, just it, that's not a good idea. Oh, Broski, I'll be fine. Whatever. So he leaves for a week. He gets back. How was it? It's like I should have listened to you, Gangly. <laughs> it's like, man, by day three, like. I can't do anymore. Right. Dude, I can't be more excessive. I have a buddy, and like he has fun, but he's just not a big drinker. Yeah. So he went down with like his, somebody in his family had like a reunion in Vegas. All right. So he was already down there. Then he was like, screw it. I'll just stay in Vegas till like some, some of us were showing up for something else the following weekend. So he was down there for like over a week. And he was like, look, he's like, I didn't even party. He's like, it's too, like it, it was way too long. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot. I'm I, with you. Like, my, to me, three nights is about I'm maxed that's out. It. That it's is like, it. My aunt does not drink. She does not do drugs. She's quite the religious woman. She's been battling breast cancer. She survives her third bout with breast cancer. She gets new boobs, all right? And so she puts it. She's like, Stephen Gregory, she lives in D.C. Just keep this in mind. I'm feeling very good about myself. And she goes to church, like I said, every week. But she's one of the volunteers at the church. To, like, anything that's charitable or good, mm-hmm. she's that person, okay? But... She's like, look, I was fighting breast cancer. She's like, and, you know, they, they took my boobs away. She always had giant boobs. And she's like, I wanted them back. So I didn't get them quite as big, but I got boobs. And I felt good about myself. And I bought myself a little hoochie mama dress. This is just out of character for her. But again, she survived breast cancer. She's got new boobs. She wants to show those bitches off. And she's going to do it in Vegas. So she had called the church to explain, hey, uh, I'm not going to be there this Sunday. And some of the additional responsibilities I had, just pass it on to someone else. Like, no problem. No problem, Sister Brown. That's what they call her. Are you doing all right? She's like, well, you know, it's been rough. After She wanted to tell him she's going to Vegas. So it's been rough. You know, I've, I've recouped a little bit, but I just want a few days to myself. We completely understand, Sister Brown. Completely understand. It's a shame you won't be with us this week. That's what the guy said. No big deal. She booked her trip. She goes to Vegas. She's like day two. All right. So she gets there. At night, on day one, she's like, I basically take myself to the uh, to the casino. I play some cards. I go to bed. The next morning, I get up, and I'm showing it off. And I put on this tight-ass hoochie mama dress, and I'm just strolling down the strip, Stephen Gregory. Just strolling. I'm flying. And I'm shaking my ass like I'm somebody. And I hear this voice go, Sister Brown, is that you? Oh. Said, oh, yeah. It was the, the, the preacher from her church. They were doing a Vegas trip anyway. The church was. She did not know that when so when she's like, yeah, yeah, that's what his point was. It's a shame you can't be with us this week. He assumed that she knew they were going to Vegas and that would be too much. She did not know they were going to Vegas. So she goes, you know, I turn around. She goes, the entire congregation's there. And she's like, it's just these little old black ladies wearing their wigs and everything and, you know, clutching her pearls, right? That kind of thing. And she's like, my boobs are spilling out. My ass is hanging out. I got lipstick on. I'm trying to look all good. They thought I was a hooker. I said, well, the way you described yourself, you, you look like a hooker. She got wanted to look like a hooker. I just did not know I'd bump into the church. I said, well, how was it when you got back? She said, it was awkward. 
for like three weeks. Did she weeks. see them like walking towards her? No. Or were they behind her? I, the way she put and you've been on the strip, man, it's a million people. It, it's so crowded. You're just looking at everything. It's like Times Square, right? So you're looking at the sights. You're looking at people. And like I said, she's feeling all flirty and her boobs hanging out. So I guess they were kind of walking by, going the opposite direction on the other side. And she just, Sister Brown, just a man. And I knew his voice. She's like, I didn't even want to turn around. It's not just him. It's the whole congregation, like 40 wigs and a preacher. All right, that was my next question. Could she just have ignored him and just kept going? No. There, uh, she said, man, there was no. Because when they called her name, like at that point, they're basically standing face to face. She's like, it was awful. So well, what did you do after that? She was like, I just kept lying and had a great time. What uh, What did you witness that is still burned into your brain? 206-803. I will say, going back to Mike's story about taking the picture of the sphere with the NFL stuff. Yeah. I will say, like, when we left the Seahawks game against the Bucks in Munich, it is nighttime. But the Germans like football, and the NFL is pumped to be there. So was, I don't know if you guys remember, when we were leaving, I stopped a couple times. I was like, these giant screens have the uh, oh, yeah, red yeah. zone countdown on. And it was just so weird because, like, <laughs> we were going home because it's – and I'm like – Oh, that's crazy. Like, I, I want to sit here and watch it, but, like, it was already, like, what, like, 9 o'clock at night. It's like, I know we got to go, but this is insane. And it's just... cool to think you could sit out there and watch Red Zone. Yeah. I, I like that idea. Hello, Eddie. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, gentlemen. Hola. All right, so maybe by talking about this, I'll finally get it out of my head. But when I was, like, seven years old, uh, I grew up in a single line trailer. Uh, it was the middle of the night. I had been woken up by some noise. Get out of bed. I go down the hallway, go into the kitchen. And uh, in a single line, there's a, a bar that comes off the wall that basically separates the kitchen from the dining room, slash living room. So I start to go around this little bar area. And lo and behold, I see my mom and dad on the floor in the living room <laughs> doing whatever they were doing. You know what they were doing. Um, I know what they were doing. I might, yeah, I got the image burned in my head. So I go to turn around to go back to my bedroom as fast as possible, and I hear movement like they're getting up. Well, we had this, uh, it's an older trailer, so we had this dishwasher that kind of was just in the middle of the kitchen. It wasn't in, in the cabinets or anything. So I hid behind that as fast as I could. And my mom walks past me, not seeing me crouch there. She goes into the fridge for something, shuts the door, turns around and walks back into the living room. And I hightailed it back to my bedroom as fast as possible. And how old were you, you said, when this happened? I was about seven. About se- so did you know what they were doing or were you just confused? I knew what was going on. I wasn't sure what they were doing. I knew what was going on. I have no idea to this day, nor will I ever ask what she went to the refrigerator for. Don't want to know. Cool Whip. Cool Whip, strawberries, chocolate sauce, uh-huh. Pedialyte. Who knows? You may have been well, putting in work. And who did you see more of? So when you see them I on the floor. My, I saw my dad lying on the floor and my mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So maybe she was getting mouthwashed. Do you have a younger uh, brother or sister? I have a younger brother. There you go. Now you know. <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> Something to write there. Hey, how, how long did you live in the in the uh, single wide? I was uh, born there, and I stayed in it till I was about seventeen. Okay, so you're in a cramped environment there with another uh, sibling. Oh yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh, Tucson, Arizona. Okay. All right. All right. 
man, a single for 17 years. What was the greatest thing about moving out of there? Just personal space? Space, freedom. I, I basically moved from Arizona. I moved out of there to Washington State. So Okay. And then one other thing, is that, the, is that the only time you caught your parents having sex? Because I'm just thinking logistically right. in a single wide, like I, I feel like it would happen 15 times. That is not the only time. Oh, God. That, that was is, just the first time? The other, the other, that was the first time. The other time they were under blankets or whatever. I walked into their room. That, I mean, there was nothing really more that came of it. Uh, turned around, walked out. But the other one is just kind of been burned in the back of my brain. Yeah. Uh, are they still together? No. Well, it sounds like they had a good time while it lasted. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and yeah, the single wide. What uh, What did you witness that is still burned into your brain? 206-803-ROCK. <laughs> I'm happy because I never walked into my parents' I had sex. Either. I never had. Not one time. Thank God. I was close once, but I remember the door being shut very quickly. Like, I think I've been close, but at least I never had the visual. I do remember uh, my mother. It's like right before school, I'm like wolfing down breakfast cereal or something. And she had gotten out of the shower. So she has a towel tied around her head because all women must do that. And then the towel wrapped around her body. And she gave me whatever final instructions before school. She's going to go get changed. But the way I'm sitting at the kitchen table, I look down the hall toward the bedroom. And I remember she was walking down there and her Frickin' towel fell off the bottom. Mm -hmm. And just seeing your mom's sloppy butt. You know what I mean? Like, I chuckled a little bit, but I'm like, sloppy butt. Oh, man, I got a bowl full of Cheerios and I'm looking at your ass. Like, this is this is bad timing. What uh, what did you witness that is still burned into your brain? 206 803 Rob. That. And I hate to say it, but I can still picture my mom's ass. I don't know that that's what it still looks like. Said so be 45 years ago, but yeah. I very clearly remember that moment. And I wish I didn't. No, she looks probably about the same. I don't know. I don't want to. It's not know. like she's gained a pound. No, she hasn't. No. She hasn't still. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Hello, Norman. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. 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 All right, gentlemen. I was in Austin, Texas in 1979. And driving down Guadalupe Street, if you know Austin, it drives right by the University of Texas. And right past the university, it makes a kink about 45 and 32nd Street comes through there. So I was sitting at that light, and I had a brand-new van, 79 van. I had no windows in the back, so I could only see my side mirrors and my windows. So the light changed. As it changed, I'm going through the intersection in my lane, and I'm actually taking a hit off my pipe. But that's a whole other story. And all of a sudden, wham, my right mirror, my right outside rearview mirror, just get smashed and I see this guy spinning in the air with he's got a helmet on and he's just spinning and, and that's what burned into my head. And he hits the ground and I'm like, oh my god, I just killed this dude. And as soon as he got this done, he pops up on his feet, he runs over, picks up the bike, puts it on the side of the road, runs in this little Italian restaurant, comes back out with a broom and a dustpan. They start sweeping up the street, and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> and I look, and there's a bunch of broken beer bottles. He had a case of bottled beer on his lap when he hit me. <laughs> it turns out the dude was cranking, <laughs> and he was going to a party. It was Saturday night. So he's cleaning up all this beer bottles and stuff before the cops get there, and he did. He got the whole thing cleaned up. <laughs> he just sitting there. 
I'm like, man, Archie, are you all right? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> that, it was his fault, though, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was in my lane and everything. You know, first I thought maybe I drifted over while I was lighting up, but uh, I was in my lane. What happened is he was just flying, and he waved this judge that 45 in the road. And he just, was my, as my van was going through the turn, he just ran square into the side of me. It had crash bars on it. It took a big old groove into the, the slide the side door and my passenger side door. And like I said, his face, good thing he had a full face helmet because his face hit that rear view and then he just blew. But I'll never forget. I can see it while we're talking right now. It's one of those things. Wow. Yeah. He's probably telling the same story. Go, man, I just remember seeing this van with no windows. Smacking into it and flying through the air. What uh, what did you witness that is still burned into your brain? 206-803-ROCK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.